Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Love Offering Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Adams, and today's guest is Nikki Hardy. Nikki is on the show sharing how a little prayer goes a long way based on my devotional, A Little Goes a Long Way, 52 Days to a Significant Life. Nikki is on the show sharing her cancer story and the value of prayer to help women cope with fear, anxiety, and uncertainty. Join us to experience God's peace and provision through a little prayer. Hi, Nikki. Welcome back to the Love Offering Podcast. I'm happy to have you again. Oh, thank you for having me back. It's wonderful to be here. I was just saying to you, it's so sweet of the Lord to introduce people into our lives, but then even sweeter when he continues to bring them back into our lives. And I feel like that's the case with, with you and I, you were on my season two podcast, and then you and I reconnected at uh, a Christian communicators conference. And then here we are again, getting to talk about today's topic is a little prayer goes a long way. Um, but before we get to that, I want to talk about when you were my season two guest, you talked about your book, Breathe Again. And that the tagline of that is how to live well when life falls apart. So for those of you, the listeners that don't know you, that maybe didn't tune in on season two, um, when did you feel like your life was falling apart? So we're starting off strong here. <laughs> <laughs> starting off with the good stuff. No fluff. When did your life fall apart, Nikki? <laughs> well, it was actually around um, the new year and the beginning of 2012. Um, I mean, I'd had a bumpy journey up to then, but then it was like the turbulence just went wild. So I had lost my mum to cancer six years before that. And then um, New Year's Eve 2011. So as the clock struck midnight and went over into 2012, I lost my sweet sister, Joe to cancer. Both mom and Joe um, passed away because of cancer. And then just six weeks later, I was diagnosed. And, you know, as I said then um, in season two, and I say again now, it felt like the heat-seeking missile of death had locked in on me. And they both had lung cancer. And mine, Rachel, as you know, was rectal cancer. So it felt like that heat-seeking missile of death had locked in on my rear end. And, and it felt like it was my time. And it was like, are you kidding me, God? And so, yeah, my life really kind of fell apart at that point. Or it began to unravel in a serious way. But Rachel, you know me, I'm a Brit with a stiff and perfectly waxed upper lip. And I was determined to survive until I got to the point that surviving was all I was doing. I'd had treat, I'd had chemo and radiation. Then I'd had surgery where I had an ostomy bag where I could walk, talk and poop all at the same time. And then I had more treatment, um, more chemo. I had a port where they pumped um, chemo straight in into me, like plugging in, you know, to a the vacuum in kind of thing. And I got to the point where surviving was all I was doing. And it was at that point that my life really felt like it hit rock bottom. And so how are you now? How many years are you removed um, from all this? And, and how are you, what's your prognosis now in day-to-day oh, life? Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you. Um, all good. I have now been told that my chance of recurrence is the same as anyone else of my age getting um, colorectal cancer. So that is really good. Yeah, uh, I'm really glad to hear that. And I, and I think, you know, not according to your story, like you lost your sister and your mother. And so, you know, for those listening that maybe have lost a loved one with cancer or going through it now, you know, it, 
there there are both in case scenarios, right? I mean, you're you're living mm-hmm. still for some reason. And that's even hard to kind of, I don't know, think about in your own mind, you know, why Lord did you take them, but then you left me. Do you ever, I don't know, that's really getting deep. We're really getting <laughs> no no, no fly today. I think I wouldn't be human if I didn't think that, um, you know, is there a purpose to it? What are you doing, Lord? Um, yeah. And why me and not them and all the questions, all the questions. And I think it's great to ask God questions. I've become a big fan of questioning him. Yeah. The, the people that have been listening to the podcast for a while know that last year, last January, I had a hysterectomy. I had a, a cancer scare as well. And I, everything turned out benign and I'm really grateful for that. And, but yet I have a friend currently that is going through her own cancer journey. And, you know, so many people will often say and well-meaning that, you know, if you have faith, God, God will heal you, you know, according to your faith. And, and I think, gosh, I, you know, we've all been praying for my friend. We've all been believing she has probably stronger faith than I do. And so why is she still going through this? And then I didn't have to. And so I think that this is just such a struggle, but yet God tells us to pray. And there's, and in fact, this friend that I'm talking about, um, actually gave her your book, uh, Nikki. And, um, and so, and she was so blessed by, it. and I, and that's what we're actually getting into today is you, it's how a little prayer can go a long way. And, um, so I'd love to hear how maybe your prayers and the prayers of others helped you during your cancer diagnosis and, and your treatments. Yeah. A little prayer does go an awful long way. And, and I, I have this saying that the only bad prayer because people say oh I'm not I'm not very good at prayer or um you know God doesn't hear me and and I kind of want to encourage people that the only bad praise prayer is the one you don't pray mm. I mean I've prayed everything from help to I'm mad at you to I'm not speaking to you if you're not speaking to me <laughs> I mean I've learned to in my questioning in my anger in my worry in my fear in my um in all my emotions to take them to god rather than away from god because i have learned that when i turn away from him with those emotions uh, or even when i don't know what i'm actually feeling i'm not the most emotionally in tune person and don't always know an emotion when it comes up and introduces itself I, I just know that like my blood is boiling or, um, uh, something is happening, but I can't articulate it. I've learned to come to God with that rather than turning away. Because when I turn away, I become more of that emotion. I become more resentful, more angry, um, more worried. And I just spiral away from God and away from myself almost and other people. So a little prayer goes does go an awfully long way and my journey with prayer through all of the cancer and things was really learning to pray honestly and learning to pray more and more um, what was on my heart and to yes pray scripture but um, do it honestly rather than feeling I had to have my prayers all together with super spiritual language and you know sound like a saint or a psalm or something, you know, mm-hmm. it's just raw. 
you know, something that I still struggle with, if I'm being honest, is, okay, God, I trust you and I know you're sovereign and, you know, I want your providence. Like, you know better than I do what I need, to, you know, what needs to happen in this situation. It's like your will, not what my will be done. And so it's sometimes confusing in my own heart or like a wrestling and attention is like, well, why would I even pray over something and ask for something when I really, I really don't know what I even need or will it change his mind? But we see in scripture that he does want us to talk to him, that he does want to have conversations and often our prayers in, at least in biblical history. And I believe it is still true today. It does change his mind sometimes, or maybe Maybe not change his mind, but he listens and he hears and he responds. So I, I'd love to hear, do you struggle with this tension? And like, have you always believed in the power of prayer or, or I don't know, I'd love to hear if maybe I'm not the only one. And if I am, that's okay too. No, you're not the only one. And I remember praying for my mom and, you know, I was like, I believe that you can heal her Lord. I am a spiritual Christian who is going to pray and I would be praying over her for healing and by the end of my prayer time I found that I was praying more about her not being in pain about her not losing her dignity about um, her connections with other people and it was as if God kept swinging my prayers round to his will and and towards the end when she was dying she did connect with friends. She didn't lose her dignity. You know, there were times when she should have been in pain that she wasn't. And and I kept saying, but Lord, why why wouldn't you answer the first set of prayers? You know, but in his grace, he he led me to pray for his will. And I and I hate to say it was for his will for her to die, but you know, he allows all this hard stuff to happen. Um, and so yes, there was questioning and um just coming to um a peace that underneath it all I believe that he is good and it doesn't always feel good but I trust that he is good and that he loves us and that people might say is naive and can cover a multitude of sins but um it it really has helped me um, in my prayer life and kind of reconciling all those things. Yeah. You know, I had a moment years ago, I had written down some prayer requests and it, I'm kind of ashamed to even say it, but I had even forgotten that I had written them down and I went back and looked and I was amazed by how many God actually had already answered. And I had actually just forgotten to acknowledge him and just go on to ask my next request, you know? Um, and so I do think that God does care about the desires of our heart. And sometimes that may be the, thank God for unanswered prayers, the things that that we did pray for and the in his again providence and sovereignty didn't happen in the way that we thought that they would but they did transpire in the, in a different way um so we were kind of we've kind of been alluding to this and leading up to this but you've written a book a little devotional called one minute prayers for women with cancer which is what i gave to my friend and you actually um this copy that you sent to me and i loved what you said in the note it was like do not let this book sit on a bookshelf give this to somebody, like let them take it to a doctor's office or, um, you know, at a, a chemo chair, gift this to somebody that really needs it. And I, and I love that, like, um, because it, 
I'm sure, is this something that you wish that maybe you would have had as you were sitting and undergoing your treatments or even just beside, you know, your bedside table? For sure. And, and it's interesting, actually, because my previous book, Breathe Again, How to Live Well When Life Falls Apart, that one really was the book I needed, because I was wrestling with all these things that we've been talking about, you know, how do I trust God? And um, what do I do with the emotions and the anger? And, you know, how can I be grateful in the midst of it? And how can I find his abundant life right in the middle of all the pain? when, you know, it feels like I'm in the storm and his abundant life is off waiting somewhere in the future. And, and I would read memoirs or other books and it was, and it was really helpful, but at the same time, it was like, but show me how, how to do this. I knew I needed to do a lot of these things, but I didn't know how. And so that's why I wrote Breathe Again, because it's such a down to earth, practical roadmap to doing that. And then I was asked to write one minute prayers for women with cancer and which was such a joy and a privilege. And I tried to take that same kind of practicality, that same down to earth rawness into the book. And so the devotions are that kind of honest, real, it's hard and it doesn't feel good. And why do I have to wait? And why haven't you healed me kind of prayers? Because those were the prayers that I needed. And yes, there are prayers for comfort and peace and anxiety and all those, but there are woven in there, there are the prayers that I really needed when um, I was going through it. And I, and I didn't find them anywhere else. I know for me, when I, even just when I was being wheeled back into surgery, I had never even had surgery before. So I was even nervous about being put to sleep. I mean, that's how, you know, um, but I really genuinely, it was in that moment. I, I felt like the peace that surpasses all understanding. And I knew I just had this feeling. I know people are praying for me. It really, it really did. I feel like bring God's peace in that, in that situation. Um, and, and maybe my healing and just like the, the tangible nature of the way that they loved me was so beautiful. And prayer is something we can all do, um, for ourselves and all do for each other. It just takes like a little bit of time. Um, and so it's, it's just so important. And I know it made an impact on me and I, and I imagine it made an impact on you, pe- other people's prayers, right? Oh, of course. I knew I was being, it felt like I was almost being carried along on a pillow of prayer. Mm. <laughs> you know, I know, I mean, it helped emotionally as well as spiritually. Mm. I mean, I knew I was being spiritually carried by God and by others, but just emotionally knowing that people were taking time to pray, taking time to ask me what I needed prayer for, and then actually praying about it. And then sending me a quick text with a Bible verse, or this is what I felt God say to you this morning mm-hmm. was so encouraging. Yeah. You know, I guess because I've got the, a little goes a long way devotional. I love that your prayers are little. I mean, they literally are a minute. It does, it does not take long. Um, and I think, you know, you kind of alluded to this earlier, but like we have a tendency to think that God only hears are like really lengthy or elaborate fancy prayers kind of, you know, but he actually, Jesus actually kind of scolded the Pharisees for that. So um, how would you encourage us just to make prayer more of a natural daily rhythm in our lives? 
like not something that we have to schedule, but just like an ongoing conversation. Mm. I mean, I, I would never say don't schedule a quiet time and don't put aside time intentionally, but I would also encourage us all to have um, open ears and open conversation during the day. And um, it can be hard. I mean, I know I'm the worst at like, you know, kind of looking up and suddenly at six o'clock and the day's gone bang, bang, bang. And I thought, gosh, you know, Lord, I didn't even, I didn't even say hello to you today. Mm-hmm. Um, but just thinking of God as um as a friend and I know that can sound cheesy but if if you text a friend during the day and then you you know you wait for a reply and it's this ongoing conversation and and it's not a relationship where you know we come and we pour out our hearts and our needs and then we get up and walk away before God's even had a chance to give us a hug or say what he wants to say to us but um this ongoing dialogue, this ongoing conversation. They're short, sharp, little moments of throwing up prayers. And and the hardest bit for all of us probably is taking a moment to listen and see what we think he might be saying. Mm-hmm. But that can be really a great way to, to walk with God as opposed to ask God and then set off on our own. I just find it so fascinating that even Jesus, he took time away to pray with the father. And then when the disciples who were with him of, of all the things they really could have asked him, they asked, how do, how do we pray? And he gave us the model in the Lord's prayer there is, and it's pretty short and sweet and it's okay if we say that. And some days I, that is exactly what I pray. If I don't feel like I have any other words, I'm like that, that's the way Jesus modeled it. And, um, and so if, if Jesus felt the need to pray to his father, then, goodness, certainly we do too. Right. Mm, So true. And one of my favorite prayers that I have used and kind of changed into any shape and form is the prayer of the father who um, comes to Jesus with his son who keeps throwing himself into the fire. And he says, I believe help my unbelief. And I, that's a prayer. I pray a lot. And then I pray, I trust you help my lack of trust. Or, you know, I hear you help my closed ears or I want to see you. You know, those short little prayers are so powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, so this is the, as we close, come to a close, this is the question that I'm kind of, kind of tailoring and changing um, each episode. But Nikki, I'd love to hear from you. How have you seen a little prayer go a long way in your own life? Oh, gosh. So many little answers to prayer so many little cries of the heart that um I'm almost wanting to say I haven't had the words to pray a long prayer it's not that I'm like thinking oh I'll just make this short it's like I just don't have the words so breath prayer I would say has been the most powerful prayer for me and for me that looks like breathing in Jesus and breathing out whatever it is that's overwhelming at that moment maybe it's fear maybe it's worry maybe it's um something else but just taking a moment to stop 
often closing my eyes, taking a moment to stop wearing my shoulders as earrings because they're up <laughs> around my, you know, up tight and constricted and taking a moment to breathe in Jesus. And I even imagine inhaling him. You know, he is the breath of life. If we want to breathe again, we've got to breathe in the one who is the breath of life. And so breathing him in and then exhaling any fear, anxiety. And I sometimes imagine it leaving, you know, it's like a dark cloud or something like that. But that little prayer, an inhale and an exhale, breathe in Jesus, breathe out the worry. That is the most powerful, small little prayer that goes a long way. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that. And and just as you were talking, was thinking about how Jesus is, he's interceding at the right hand of the father for us still. So when we don't have the words, maybe we have just the breath, the inhale and the exhale, we can trust that he is, he is praying for us. And so I'm just so thankful for that truth. I'm so thankful for you and your encouragement today. So Nikki, how can we purchase your books, uh, stay in contact with you, get in touch with you, et cetera. Mm. Well, both my books, one minute prayers for women with cancer and breathe again, how to live well when life falls apart. They're both available wherever books are sold. I would say if you have a local bookstore, go and buy them there or order them there. They might not be in store, but I like to say bookstores, use them or lose them. Um, so, but they're available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever books are sold. And, um, and if you want some free resources, there are a lot on my website, nikkihardy.com, but I do have three eBooks that are free. One is trusting God, how to trust God when you can't stop worrying one is um, hack your self-talk and love the real you. And another one is waking up happy, how to um, love your life when you're tired of being tired. So, but really the trusting God one is um, my my favorite, how to trust God when you can't stop worrying. And that's free at NikkiHardy.com as well. Well, And then social media, what's your social media? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Nikki.Hardy. Okay. And, and, it's in, and I'm on Facebook. Yeah. N-I-K-I-H-A-R-D-Y. And I will include That's all right. of that in the show notes. But Nikki, thank you for joining me today, for helping us to believe that a little prayer goes a long way, no matter what we're going through and to remind us to breathe again. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode with Nikki Hardy. We hope that today helped to encourage you to believe that a little prayer goes a long way. This week, your little task is to think of someone in your life who needs prayer. Bow your head and pray. If you're interested in show notes, you can head on over to at Rachel Adams author on Instagram or Facebook. I'd love to connect with you there. I'd also love to connect with you over on rachelkadams.com. There you can subscribe to receive your weekly love offering newsletter. And all of this information can go straight to your inbox each week. You can also listen to previous podcast episodes. You can read the blog series. You can purchase the significant merchandise, download free resources like the list tracker, the guided journal, and the conversation guide. And you can invite me to come to your community to speak. I would love to share this significant message with your retreat, your conference, or your women's group. Next week, my guest is Kelly Mentor. She is on the show talking about how a little faith goes a long way. But until we meet again, I hope you have a terrific week. And as always, remember to lead with love. Thank you.